Amazing co-host. <laughs> the person who's not afraid of any scary movie was afraid of a clap. Oh, literally. You guys, welcome. Really quickly, we are on a temporary Harry hiatus. If you haven't heard, we are taking a pause because Nicole is back home with family. So we are giving you lots of other fun content, um, including some reality TV. Yes, The Bachelorette. I realize some of you aren't fans of that. Some of you are. If you love The Bachelorette, we've already heard from you. If you're secretly like, why The Bachelorette instead of Harry Potter? Again, we're just on pause. Skip over the ones labeled Bachelorette, and we have hot Halloween stuff coming in for you. Okay, before I really introduce Samantha, I want you guys, what we're doing is we are going through, in Samantha's opinion, the best and most important four films of her favorite horror movie franchise. It's not opinion, it's a fact. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> well, we're coming out with the bold statements. We're off to a good start. Well, because I have never seen almost anything in general, but especially horror movies. And I've never seen this franchise at all. God, that breaks my heart. It, like it hurts. I mean, I just, the, the truth is I'm a huge pussy <laughs> and I am like, I'll have nightmares forever. Like Captain Hook haunted my dreams <gasps> from the animated. Oh, Peter oh. Pan. I was going to give you some credit with Dustin Hoffman, but I'm taking that credit oh, back. Oh, that was way he's, worse. He said cartoon. And Peter Pan's one of my favorite Disney films. But like, yeah, no, I think I saw, did you ever see, I don't know if they were home movies or something, but there was like these sing-alongs around Disneyland when there was, it was like all the costume characters Have marching around that? Disneyland. And Maybe. I I did think that there scare was, you? There was a video I watched that I think had them in full costume character. And it haunted me. Oh my gosh. And that, but it's like, should I know I, me. Should I not show you my Chernabog tattoo? Oh my God. Wait, let me I see. I do have the demon king <gasps> from Fantasia tattooed on my oh arm. Oh my God. <laughs> you are dedicated. Yeah, or dead inside. I don't I, know. It's Which is which? Which is know? which? Can you be alive and not and dedicated to anything? Yeah. When did your obsession? Because you like all Halloween, all horror. I do. You guys, if you're if you've seen the clip, you saw our background. If we if we put up a clip from this, but um, you can't see that I am in her home and it is covered in amazing Halloween decorations. They're cute. They're I mean, very I could do adorable. Better. Yeah. So, when did your fixation begin? I don't even know. Uh, obviously, when I was young, I mean, I grew up, my parents split when I was little. So I was with my dad a lot of the time. So, you know, dads tend to show you the the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, The Predator and The, yeah. the Commando Yeah, my dad went True Lies. Oh, yeah. And that's how well, I know I our lead character. I'm just like a couple smidge years older than you, I think. Oh, Maybe what? I'm so just young. Just a tiny one? Okay. Yeah, keep I it. was a newborn when True Lies came. <laughs> that's <a> lot. <laughs> yeah, I was in my crib and he's like, watch this. <laughs> you were like, daddy um yeah no um I don't know I mean like the idea of horror movies for some reason feel really nostalgic to me and they feel really like um kind of brings out my inner child in yeah was that like a bonding thing with your dad it may have been and it may have just been I was just a weird kid like my favorite movie as a kid was the witches with Angelica Houston that terrifies yeah, me yeah I watch it now I'm like that's a dark, 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 terrible child murdering movie. Like, and I like, loved it. Ah, I loved it. That movie scared the fuck out of me. Like, 
Honestly, this is a fucked up sentence I'm about to say, and say it. I mean, our producer might even cut it out. Uh-oh. Thank God I never met anyone going through chemotherapy right after seeing the witches. Because oh no, I understand. Because yeah. I think in my little this is so fucked up. Why am I saying this? I feel like in my little brain, I would just any bald woman would, would have, have been thought like, they were a witch. And I mean, as if anyone going through that isn't going through enough without a little kid being like, Mom, a witch! I know. Oh, why did I make it so sad? I don't know. Um, so, witches. Because I feel like that was kind of weird, but wasn't it a Disney movie? Like, it was supposed to be? Um, I don't think it was Disney. It wasn't Disney. Maybe it wasn't Disney. But the movie that was Disney that you watch it as an adult and you think, oh my God, this is, we can curse, right? Oh yeah. This is dark as fuck. Like this is <laughs> so dark. Like this is really, really scary is um, Return to Oz. That is Walt Disney. That's, that's a Disney. Disney? Yes, that's I Disney. I just watched that this year. Yeah. I mean, and that was um, Feruza Balk's like big debut, which is great because she then obviously went on to play one of the most iconic horror characters, Nancy from Nancy. The Craft. Yeah, which by the way, I just watched last night. I cannot night believe you've never seen that movie. For the first time. Until and, last night. And yeah, she is truly terrifying. Because yeah, she's such a good actor. Yeah. That like. She was just able to convey that like super crazy look. Just with a look of her eye. Just like a small gesture. And you're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh." Yeah. They were (laughs) like, oh, you're. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. And what a, what a career path. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's been in a lot of things. She was in um, American History X. She was the girlfriend and she was in, was it said, Waterboy? As if I have seen that and I also haven't seen American History X. Oh, that's a great And she movie. was in Waterboy. I know yeah. that. You've seen that? Yes. Okay. You don't really get a lot of credit for that. But I know. No, one, okay. no one is ever going to give me credit for that. Are you kidding? It's okay. Um, but yeah, and then the first movie and the, the only movie to absolutely ruin my childhood was Stephen King's It. You know, the original, the first one that came out in the, what was it, like 89 or 90? Yeah. Um, Because Tim Curry is an absolute genius. He's a genius. I mean, he's brilliant in everything he does. Everything he does is amazing. Um, But I watched it, I was way too young. I was maybe eight. And I watched it and I had the most horrific night terrors. It was so bad. It was... Yeah. Just brutal for me. I couldn't sleep. Um, I remember my dad had a white glove for some reason. I don't know why he had just a single white glove, which is kind of creepy in and of itself. But I was so scared of that so glove. So Michael Jackson impersonator Very on that. the weekend. Apparently. I'm like, <laughs> okay, dad, you pay the bills. To do what you got to right. do. But um, he, I made him burn it. I was so afraid of it. And I had nightmares for years. And then I tried when I was maybe 12, I tried to watch it again. I said, no, 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 face your fears. It's not that bad. That is brave of you. Yeah, well, not not very smart, though, because it ruined my life for another year. <laughs> um, I mean, I and you know, what's the weirdest thing. I don't know why I just remember this. Probably. Do you ever have nightmares that are just so intense that you will never forget it? Yeah. There's only a few because when you my get first- older... The the first dream I remember yeah. having oh, no. was a nightmare. Oh, no. And it was like a fire nightmare. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. I would have swapped you for the fire because I had a dream. This is so bad. This is, oh, no. Okay, but no, it's really <laughs> funny because I had a dream that Pennywise was stalking me in a Target. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Target commercial. I know. <laughs> he was like, he like popped out from behind a rack of sweaters. And like, I don't know why I remember. Oh, my God, this. at least you were in a Target. What so if it had been? 
in a Walmart. Oh, even more terrifying. Yes. I can't that. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, and then like another year later, I tried to watch it. It still horrified me for like six months. And then when I was maybe 14, 15, I watched it again and I was fuming. I was furious. I was like, you fucking clown. If you were real, I'd kick your ass. You ruined I was you're, so bad. You were like taking out all your I anger was. on this clown. I was screaming at the television. Like, were in you a room alone? Were you your friends there? No, I was alone. <laughs> I was definitely alone. I'm not letting anyone see that. Um, but now I can watch it anytime and I love it. Wow. Yeah. That's a true testament to facing your fears. I suppose I so. Thank you for letting me think of it that way. Cause I used to think I was just crazy. I mean, yeah, you are. Well, but, yeah, but I mean, it worked brave. out. Crazy brave. Crazy brave. Ta-da. That's it. Crazy brave. Crazy like, brave. Br- brave. I, fuck. I, to be honest, I don't remember actually watching it. I just assume I watched it or came in the room when someone was watching it because for as long as I can remember, I've had a deep fear of clowns. Yeah. Well, clowns, like real life clowns are awful. I mean. Yeah. When you look at John Wayne I Gacy. I was just going to say. I knew you were going to say it. Of course I was. You think I'm a horror nerd who doesn't know about serial killers? I mean, those kind of go hand in hand, right? I think this is a cry for help. I mean. <laughs> yes. But yes, they do. Well, they do because um, if you look at, like, take Ed Gein, for example. Yes. He was the you know, crazy dude in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, uh, several movies are based on him. The Psycho, mm. Silence of the Lambs, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are all based on things They're he did. They're all based on things he actually did. Holy. Yeah, really, really horrifying things that he did. Yeah. Fuck. I, I mean, mean, so he was... Creative. Creative, but so he was raised with a insanely fanatical religious mother who was just insane and be- believed that all women were whores. And yeah, so that's oh Psycho, right? Yeah. He actually uh. did dig up his mother's corpse and bring it to his basement. Um, and then he, Ooh. so he kind of, and he created uh, furniture out of skin, which is, you know, where we get Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's really scary. Like real life is scarier than any horror film. Oh, for sure. And horror, if you think about it, it's a way to deal with our fears in a way that we know we can experience that fear, but we're going to be safe at the end of it. That you can like close the book. Right. Is that kind of what you like about it? I think so. I mean, I, I I would think that people who've experienced a lot of painful, horrifying, scary things in real life, maybe they would gravitate towards it. Either you don't like it at all or you gravitate towards it because it's it's a way of, kind of exercising that. that fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And if you think about even like the different um, categories of horror, the different genres, their commentary on things that we're afraid of. If you look at zombies, for example, that's an, an exact commentary on consumers, consumerism. <gasps> there, There's literally a, a, a movie where zombies take over a shopping mall. No, God. So it's just we're all going to turn into these mindless consuming zombies, which we kind of are. Oh, I mean, yeah, with phones right? especially. And then you look at vampires. Vampires, those movies like The Lost Boys and whatnot, they really kind of shot up in, in the 80s, early 90s. Think about it. That's kind of the wow. fear of, of AIDS. That's a blood <gasps> it's a blood virus in your blood. Oh, my God. I just got chills. Right. And it's and and it and it's, you know, AIDS is it's a sexually transmitted thing. And so vampires are very sexy. They're very alluring. They're very you know whoa think about it there's a lot there's a lot going on behind our subconscious fears and then what was that movie that came out right at the beginning of coronavirus that was like gosh there's so many no there was like a contagion 
Contagion's been around. That what? Can't, that, or wasn't there another one? There's Contagion. There's Outbreak. I mean, there's. Tons. I feel like maybe maybe it had just gone on to Netflix or something. Oh, there was one that went on. Yeah. What but was the, it called? I know what you're talking about. It was like top 10 on Netflix. And it for, was like an out, a virus outbreak. Right. And I didn't feel like watching it. I'm like, no. we're living it right now. I had a brief moment where I was like, if we find out that this whole epidemic is a publicity stunt for this movie. Oh my God. Like I was like, what if they just went deep Can into you went it? Deep. I will fucking murder someone. That's one hell of a budget they would have. I mean, yeah. One I hell mean, of a PR. I'm going to hire that PR firm. I'll tell you that Yeah, much. I know. I'm like fucking blow up my career. Yeah, right? Just like you did with this virus, I, know. I guess. Outbreaks are a little more... I don't, I, I, I don't watch a lot of outbreak movies. It's too... Oh, well, especially now. I don't think any... Not now. I don't well, know why anyone would so, after But this. people were, which was shocking to me. I'm like, why do you want to watch this? But some people... I, I saw that um, outbreak and contagion were trending when COVID first Like happened. lockdown and stuff. Yeah. I remember that too. And I was like, I said, what? I don't, I w- I, those aren't my favorite kind of movies. Uh, except for the fact that everyone says you have to watch contagion because Gwyneth Boucher dies. <laughs> So they're uh, like, you have finally, to watch it. You'll love it. Some relief. I know. <laughs> Enough of her. I know. I hope she drowns in a pile of whatever goop is. I mean, oh God. Oh geez. <laughs> She'd probably try to sell her dead body for $75 a fingernail and put yeah. it in a candle. And she's like, it'll raise your energy. Oh my God. Vibrations. She would. The, vi- the vagina candle. Um, uh, all right. Before we cut to commercial and then come back and dig into Halloween, this is your favorite franchise. Yes. What about it specifically? Without going into like a spoiler, but like. Listen, if I'm spoiling anything, if you haven't watched Halloween, that's your fault. It's your oops. fault by now. <laughs> I'm sorry. 19, what that's was it? 78? True. That's your fault. But like, <laughs> what about this one makes it stick out among the others? Um, You know, I, I don't know if it's that I watched it at a certain time of my life where it would just everything kind of resonated with me. I don't know. But the thing that I love about Halloween, we were mentioning this earlier, but it's not a gore fits. It's not a bloodbath. It's all psychological. It's one of the first films. It wasn't the first, but it was the first very successful film to introduce the killer's point of view. Yeah. Um, But you never see any blood. If you think about it, you don't even see like a bloody knife. Um, But the reason why I think I love it is the entire atmosphere of the movie it's just so perfect. The the wind in the trees, the the fall light, um, everything just screams Halloween to me. Like the kids trick or treating. I yeah. think I think because Halloween itself is my favorite holiday, and it's that's the thing that makes me feel like a kid. Uh, okay. And this movie just I mean, it's called Halloween. Halloween but it just yeah. aside from Michael Myers himself, the movie just feels like Halloween time to me. Yeah, which makes it a little, which brings I out love. like extra spookiness in that. Yeah. That, I do understand like that nostalgia. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we got a lot of, co- well, lo- excuse me. <laughs> We've got a lot to cover. <laughs> I'm already flabbergasted. Yeah. We're, you've only had three sips. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> I did Halloween. Halloween. I had some witches brew. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We're breaking down Halloween, which should somehow never got spoiled to me. I don't know how that happened. I just don't understand. I I don't know either. And uh, <laughs> even the dog, you guys can't hear the dog just sighed, but he sighed. He's Her disappointed. Dog, 
literally sighed. So Halloween, as you were saying, obviously starts like it's on Halloween. Yeah. Which. Well, I think he gets out of the mental hospital the day before. I believe yeah. it says October 30th. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it starts. Well, it starts, starts with him as a six year old. That's right. Okay. So yeah. well, like we open on, it's like the, uh, the 60s, I guess. Um, And that's so crazy that like. It took me a minute to realize, because at first you see the outside of the house, well, that you hear the voices of little kids trick-or-treating and mm-hmm. see these little kids trick-or-treating. And then there's an angle on the outside of what we real- we learn is his house. But at first I just thought it was like a camera angle. And I was like, well, this is kind of a cheap budget, the way yeah. it feels shot. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is the point of view of someone. Through a mask. You realize those two little peepholes are what you would see if you were looking out of a Halloween mask. Which was, I feel like, really revolutionary for the time. Yeah. Like, such a unique idea. And honestly, a creative way to kind of shoot low-budget style. Right. And you see this little kid go in, grab a knife, which... Uh, which we learned while watching from one of our patrons. Deborah Hill's hand. It's a. It's so funny. Producer's it's supposed to be hand. like a six-year-old kid, but and it's, it's a, a woman's <laughs> a full-grown woman's hand. Yeah. Um. Grab a knife, and like you watch it, like him watch watch a guy that his sister just hooked up with. Totally. Totally. Walk out, and at the time, I didn't realize he's watching a sister. I'm picturing because I will say what had been spoiled is I know what Michael looked like with In- the mask. Yeah. Well, yeah. in theory, at the beginning, I said if something about... If you don't about- know... Okay, listen. Even if you've never seen, which shocked the hell out of me, that you've never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, you still know what Freddy looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you know what Jason Voorhees looks like. Yeah. Although yeah. I will say at the beginning of this movie, I fucked up and said hockey mask. She sure did. I and, almost kicked her out of the house. And you're like, no, Jason wears the hockey mask and I... But Jason doesn't even put on the hockey mask until, I want to say, the third movie? D3, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I love Well, now Mighty that's Ducks. ruined. <laughs> now the other movies I've taken too long to see. Well, no, and it, the funny thing is, is then I was like, I guess if I thought about it, it's clearly not a hockey mask. But what I didn't know is that it's a William Shatner mask. It sure is. It sure is. I mean, if you think about it, it seems quite random, but in the 70s, isn't that when Star Trek was really big? It was like... Blowing up. Yeah, That's so there were probably it. tons of William Shatner masks. That's so what's funny. It's kind of similar, in a sense, to Ghostface from Scream. Because that mask is kind of generic. It's not that specific. Yeah, but now it's... And there's probably tons of them that you could buy at any Halloween store. Exactly. That's why, it would, like, the scene where Michael breaks into the hardware shop and, and the sheriff is like, oh, all he took was a knife and a rope and a couple masks. Probably get masks anywhere. Yeah, he yeah. probably just happened to grab that mask. Or I wonder if there was thought behind it. Well, he had it before he broke in. But oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know. Hmm. Well, because that was the thing. When you were like, it's a William Shatner mask, my initial thought was, wow, so random. But then when you pointed out, no. Kind of makes sense. Because to me, it's like, that's such a silly random thing to find. But yeah. it's like, oh, no, that was. Yeah. Also, I guess now thinking about it, because we had said this off air, but I was like, it sort of looked like, looks like a melted William Shatner, but I don't know what he looked like when he was younger. I could see him looking a little melty. Melted. Yeah. He's just got that like glean. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that is, so there is, so you can still see his actual house, 
Um, it's in Pasadena along with the Laurie Strode house uh, and the Pee Wee Herman's house is right across the street. That's which amazing. Is, you know, and, and the Child's Play 2 house is up there too. Whoa. Um, but there's, there is a, it's, I think it's called the Sugar Mint Gallery and it's on mission. It's just a few houses up from where they moved to the Michael Myers house. So the Michael Myers house in the film is in one part of the neighborhood. They were, I don't know if they were developing or, or they were going to knock it down, but they said, no, 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 let's just pick it up and move it. So now the actual house is closer to the train tracks, Whoa. which is where you see the hardware store that he breaks into in the movie. So it's like right there now. That's right. But okay. Yeah. So this Sugar Mint Gallery, it's kind of like a horror museum and it's just a couple houses up. And if you go in, they have original stills and behind the scenes things. And they actually, they have the book from Hocus Pocus book. They have the oh book. Oh my God. Which is so cool. But they have the mold of Shatner's face. That's really cool. The mold that they created the, the mask, mask from. from. Yeah. Well, I wonder yeah. if they... I wonder if William Shatner masks like that had already existed. Like, were people really wearing William Shatner masks or did they do it for this movie? Were they like, William Shatner, will you make a mask for us? <laughs> I don't know, but that would be pretty cool if he was like, yeah, I'll do it for your low budget movie. It was probably already a thing, I would I guess. No, because there's, but... there's probably been so much like aftermarket money made off of like memorabilia and stuff. Yeah. It's such a big movie. Well, that's how these franchises keep going. It's really more, they make more money off the merchandise than the movie itself. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Especially because yeah. they can keep it so low budget. Yeah. Um. Well, to keep the, the plot moving along, you basically see like just a hand through these like slitted eyes. You see like a knife going to a woman. So you don't, yeah, you don't see the blade go in like insert, into the flesh. Yeah. Which you pointed out makes it more psychological. I think so. Cause when it's overdone, I mean, I know a lot of people are are really into hostile and things like that, but that green inferno, you know, things that sometimes it's like, okay, you're showing me too much. I didn't know green inferno was a movie. Yeah. It's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. It sounds like it's not for me. It's like these kids are supposed to go into the rainforest and they're actually there to save it. But the natives think that they're there to destroy (gasps) their land. So they just full on torture them. It's sacrifice and all that shit. (laughs) But some of it's like, I didn't need to see that. You could have let me imagine that and it would have been worse because now I'm just like uncomfortable. Now I'm just grossed out. But some people enjoy that though. So yeah, I kind of feel like to that. each their own. Yeah. Do you like the like kind of emotional rush you get out of stuff like this? How it's like edge your seat? Sometimes, well, I mean, I-, I wish that I got on the edge of my seat. Now I don't just like, not used to it. Like, like this I'm, old hat. Well, old I mean, mask. I'm kind of the asshole who goes into like Halloween Horror Nights, for example. And, you know, the actor playing the killer clown, whatever. They're trying so hard to scare people. And I'm always the guy when they jump out at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, bro. Looks good. Great job. I'm that guy. Good like, work. they hate me. That's they hate so me. Because I can absolutely appreciate it. But I'm not going to scream like a little girl. Yeah. You're like you know? observing as a fan of the art. Yeah. Part of me is like, oh, I see how they did that. That's really cool. Part of me was like, wow, this is a really good actor. Part of me is like, oh, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, it's also like a great way that they saved money on the budget was by these creative like angles of yeah. just seeing the knife. And then you just see sort of like. Yeah. A little bit of a person. Like, yeah. Ah. But some of the lowest budget horror films are the most successful. I mean, two examples that come to mind immediately are Paranormal Activity. 
which I think they made that. I don't know what the budget was, but it was like pennies compared to everything else. Wow. And they got it into, I, I want to say not Sundance, but Slamdance, I think. Slamdance. You know, so I think I could be wrong, but they got it into like a, a major festival and it did so well. But that movie, you don't see anything, anything really. Everything it's psychological. It's Everything like in your mind. It's all like in your mind. Getting you revved up yeah. for what's about to happen. And then the other one, of course, which you said you've seen is the Blair Witch. Yes. Do you think they spent much money on that? Probably not. No, but I remember, I think this must have just been a, like a sign of my age that I thought it was real. Well, I didn't know it was a hor- Like me and my friends, I think we were in middle school, maybe late elementary school, but like, I think... We really thought it was a documentary. <laughs> but 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 that's because they were doing their job. That's what they did. That was their entire marketing campaign. That's how they marketed it. They I didn't couldn't advertise. Remember. They didn't have wait, oh, this is paranormal activity. I think they may have done that for both films, I'm not sure, but they didn't really have the actors. Oh no, it was Blair Witch. They didn't have the actors out and, as actors interviewing. No, so you you didn't know who these people were. That's why you didn't think they were actors. Yeah, and it was and kind of like because of the style of the camera and and they made it like it looks like some kids out in the woods. Yeah. So it, that's why it worked so well. And it was just like the inference. Yeah. And nobody knew if it were, was real. Yeah. It, I remember that definitely creeping me out, especially yeah. because we spend a lot of time trying to do witchy stuff in the woods. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like me and would. my group of friends were already, you know, trying to do seances in the, and I lived in Alaska and the house I lived in at the time, like, the backyard just went into the woods. Oh, that'll do it. Which now I miss. Like I treasured. Like I, there was a trail I would walk through to get to my friend's neighborhood. Yeah. But then at night it was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa. Well, I, so I lived in Northern California for a year, like Santa Rosa area. And our backyard was a creek and it was just trees and it was pitch black. And that was when I was really having my Pennywise problems. And I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I remember like I refused to wash the dishes at night because it was just like a big window into the dark woods. And I knew that he was out there and I would not watch if it was, I wouldn't wash them. I'd be like, no, no mom, I have to do it in the morning. I'm not. And she's like, wash the dishes. I'm like, no, he's going to kill me. No, he's out there. Oh my God. And was he? The world may never know. Uh, okay, so wait. Back, we keep getting sidetracked, but that's fine because this is great. You see the scene where oh, you right. know, they reveal that it's this little kid. Because I thought as someone who knows the movie, wow, it's just opening with him killing people. But I was like, oh, they're showing like... Didn't see that coming. Yeah. and it Where it started. Yeah. Yeah. And he's taken to like a sanitarium, crazy house, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. fucking asylum. And then it just cuts to like 15 years later. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so now. You never find out what his deal is. You never, you don't know. Oh, was he a, an, an abused child? Was he this? Was it a one-time thing? Is he, you don't know anything about him. No. And it was like in the movie, it's like, that just seems like a cute kid. It's, and he's like a good looking kid too. He seems very sweet, all American, blonde haired, you know, yeah. darling little cute thing. Dressed as a clown. Dressed as a clown, which is like a cute kind of costume. Cute little costume for a kid. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of, I once heard a story about, I think it was Ted Bundy. And I have no idea if this is based in truth, but- that his parents had said when he had like a stepdad. So like his mom like remarried and he had like a shitty stepdad or whatever, but like, Oh yeah. Yeah. There was some story that his mom woke up one night in bed and she and the stepdad were surrounded by knives 
And then he was just standing there staring at them. He was like four. Ooh, and like I haven't heard that. And it's like, that's, I don't know. But it's also like, we have to keep barreling through the plot, but I'm like, what do you do if you're like, well, oh, my kid's a psychopath. Right. But that's kind of the idea of, of Michael Myers is that, and that was the thing with Ted Bundy is like even his, so he was in a relationship when he started all the killings. He was with a woman and they seemed to have this wonderful relationship. Who thought he was like a nice guy. Right. And like so she had no idea. Right. But like even she later on would would explain like his, the victim that got away, she said he just, like his eyes just went black and he just wasn't there. He was just. It was like something shuts off. Yeah. So the idea with Michael Myers, I mean, it's even the famous quote that Dr. Loomis gives about just like, there's just nothing there. It's just pure evil, you know? Fuck. And that's who we meet. So they go to the sanitarium. It, it is. So it's like day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. We see Dr. Loomis, who I guess is the person who's been in charge of him for, for years, 15 years. And a woman coworker, the Mary, nurse, yeah. yeah, Marion Chambers, I guess, apparently. Um, they are coming to take Michael to court. But it's like, there's all these people on the lawn that have escaped. Mm-hmm. It's very Clearly like... Clearly patients, because they're all in their gowns. Yes, it's very like there's been a breach. Mm-hmm. And then Michael... So it's like the doctor gets out to try to open the gate because it's locked. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you see, that's when you see like a hand come in and like Mm -hmm. grab the woman, Mm -hmm. pull her out of the car or she sort of like fights to escape. Yeah. And she like runs behind the car for a second. I thought he was going to like back the car over her. He just wants the car at that point. He just fucking pieces out. So he's now stolen an official station wagon. Yeah. A station wagon that is for an asylum. Like it's very, it's labeled like this is for crazy people. <laughs> um, and what's interesting is at some point in, cause you see a lot of stalking in this film, mm. like where he's kind of following this Lori character who we meet the next kind of the next day. But there was one scene and you and I were talking about it. Cause it was kind of weird where it's shot from point of view, but it's like he's leaving, but it's like the back seat of, Oh, right. The car, it's got like the cage, like you would see on like a cop car, but where they escort patients. Right. You're like, well, he'd be driving. Yeah. He? There was like no justification for him. <laughs> Unless it was just supposed to be a normal show. Or was he pulled over? But there's no reason why he would be in the backseat behind the cage though. No. Yeah. So I think that was like a creative choice. It was an error or maybe that was something that they never, they were going to try to add something and it got cut. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, it's the same I, I mean, who knows that, you know, there's the air of the, the cigarette smoke from behind the hedge. Oh yeah. So there's a you really know. famous scene. So we meet Lori and she's a, kind of like a babysitter and like she is dropping off a key. Like her dad's a realtor. Right. She's dropping off a key at this old like home. She has the key and she has to drop off like some paperwork or something, put it through the mail slot. Absolutely. And it's right. just, and Tommy's like, what are you doing? The boogeyman lived. You can't go there. And she's like, yes, I can. I have the key. Yeah. And, and this little kid, Tommy, what's his last name? Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. So Tommy Doyle and the little girl's Lindsay Wallace. That's right. Yeah. Um, he's like, it's, you know, it's haunted or whatever. And she's kind of like, you know, you're cute, whatever. Fine. But then it felt like right after she was at that home, that's when we start seeing him lurk. Yeah. And there is a scene where like, she's hanging out with her friends, um, Annie and Linda. And like, 
she's seen him go by. She kind of mentions it and they're like, whatever, you're being weird. But like, she's walking home with, I think Annie. Or they're walking up to the hedge. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. They're, like, yeah. Not, they're walking by a street and like, she sees Michael pop, pop from behind a hedge, mm-hmm. tries to tell her friend and her friends like goes over to check it out and, plays a whole kind of like practical joke like he mm-hmm. wants to see you and there's no one there mm-hmm. but that's what you're talking about so if anyone doesn't know yeah that's where the someone messed up and some cigarette smoke got into the frame yeah so apparently like the scene where they look down and like nobody's there like a a PA or a camera operator or something <laughs> had been doing a smoke break like behind the building and if you look really closely <laughs> there's just cigarette smoke which is it adds to the charm it does. And yeah. honestly, smoke is so, I feel like you, I could see someone writing that off, like looking at the edit and being like, are you fucking kidding? But then going, eh, yeah, what are you going to do? It's Halloween. And also if they didn't have the option to reshoot, then that's they're like, we have to what you have on, on the budget they were on, which seems very small. Yeah. Uh, which I'm interested to see when we get to the most recent one. Yeah. Because it's so iconic. And then, you know, like when things go well, the budget goes up. Yeah. And like, see how they, I mean, wasn't there like a alien, there, there was like a Jason in space or oh, yeah. something. Jason <laughs> X. Yeah. I remember seeing it the commercial for so that and I was bad. like, this is ridiculous. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, of course I've watched it like three or four times, but it's so bad. Fuck. I know. Yeah. Oh I know. God. And you know, what's like, so cheesy, but I love it. Is Freddy versus Jason? Oh, I love it. Really? Because so cheesy. What I was about to say is Alien versus Predator, and I was like, that's not what I'm thinking. I of. well, I mean, I enjoy that too. I'm 100% Team Predator, but um, I don't know anything about Predator. Well, oh, it's such a good movie. Fuck, it's like, so good. We'll have to on one of our other episodes talk about we'll like the er, the opening thing. We'll do like a these like versus franchise. Okay, that's a good idea. So we can talk about yeah. just like that dynamic. Yeah. Um, so we meet one of our friends, Annie, his, her father is the sheriff, sheriff, right? They're like getting high in the car and then turn the corner and they're like, Oh, there's a sheriff. And we see them kind of pull over and say hi, which to me, it's like as a teenager getting high in a car, I wouldn't like stop to say hi to my dad who's a cop. (laughs) I know. But like, I might wait like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. I know it's like that car had a reek of weed. He had to know. Like they rolled the window down and Jay, and no. like there wasn't like a puff of. Well, granted, they had a tiny little joint and they each took like one hit. That's fair. So there's that. Yeah. So it wasn't, there's, <laughs> it wasn't like a bong rip. Yeah. No, there's like, <laughs> hey, oh my god, it's Michael Myers, man. <laughs> Just like coughing everywhere, like fucking boogeyman, bro. Well, but I will say that there is a stoner character in. Freddy versus Jason and he gets really high. He's like, whoa, this is some good weed. And then I think, who is it? One of them kill him. I don't know. It's he really immediately good. Dies. He's like, this is crazy. It's so good. Fuck. <laughs> so they pull over to be like, what's up? And that this is where that break in happened. But he had the mask before. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, I'm sure that there is an explanation for it and I just don't remember. But yeah, you're like, well, he had that mask you never see him without the mask and you have seen him before. before. So, Oh yeah. Cause you see him poke around the hedge. But the, but I mean, but he does stop to kill that mechanic and he takes his uh, jumpsuit. So he could very easily get a mask. I mean, he had a car, he can go 
take it from whatever he wants to take it from. Yeah, you can also just like you know? fucking go buy a mask. I mean, he just got on Amazon, you know what I mean? He just I know. primed it. <laughs> primed it. Same day Same delivery. Same day delivery. <laughs> Sponsor us, Amazon. Send us both money. And William Shatner masks. Yes. Oh my God, so many of them. Have Thanks. you? Do you have... You definitely I, own a Jason mask. Do you own a Michael Myers I, mask? I, I don't because I haven't. Well, you know, the masks have changed throughout the movies. <gasps> oh, I guess They I all see look a little different. Is... And everyone that I've seen, I'm like, oh, it's like the Rob Zombie version, which I love Rob Zombie, but I don't want that version. You're like, that's not what speaks cool. to me. Yeah. Well, the one thing that is interesting, maybe at some point you'll watch the Rob Zombie remake because he takes it... Um, to where you see Michael's childhood. You see how he gets that way. Whoa. Which is really interesting. Yeah. So he takes, he adds a bunch of which exposition. Which movie is that? It's Halloween. Just his remake of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the one we're watching at the end? No, 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 no. We're not watching There's the zombie so ones. so many of them. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. So the sheriff meets up with Loomis. Right. Doctor. So Loomis says, hey, listen, I need to talk to you. This guy's escaped. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the sheriff is kind of like, eh, I think it's fine. Well, that's the thing I was saying earlier. Like, Loomis is kind of in a way like the Yoda character. He's the most knowledgeable. And he's the one saying, hey, everybody listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. And people are and just they're like, all like, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll get back to you. you the know. psychologists, they just worry a lot. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. There's a very dangerous man. And even in that scene where they pull over... The girls pull over and say hi to her dad. You see his car. Michael, Michael was watching them the whole time. What's impressive to me is I would like to watch it again at some point. And, and catch see, all the small little details. See how many times I missed him because the amount of times he's in the background. Or you he's see always just there. Like, that's the that's what makes him like the boogeyman. He's always watching. but And then he, he can disappear so quickly. So quickly. Yeah. Which like... Almost gives him a paranormal element even though he is... I mean, a human, but then people kind of question that because he can't die. Yeah, because fucking, you know, I mean, the way it, it well, we'll get to that in the ending. But like, there's a whole, there's a whole thing of them, talk, like the girls talking about like, what are you doing tonight? And Halloween, blah, blah, blah. But Lori's babysitting Tommy Doyle and Annie's babysitting the girl Lindsay. across the street, Lindsay yeah. Wallace. Um, They're both oblivious that like... I mean, Lori was kind of suspicious of like, there's something weird going on. Yeah. Well, Lori is like, she's very clearly presented as the smart one of the group. Yeah. So she's the only one who's paying attention. Granted, he is stalking her specifically, but she's the only one who's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, something's not right here. She's the only one really paying attention. Yeah. Who's like aware. Yeah. Relatable. It's kind of, you know, like we were saying, it's kind of the cliche of horror is that the book nerd, the smart girl who doesn't have sex is not going to die. Yeah, that's you know. what you were saying, that, like, maybe that trope even started with this franchise. But it is a very classic thing where yeah. the good girls magically survived. You know, Sydney and Scream and, like... Well, Sydney, so that wound up... they, But they intentionally made her the exception to that rule. Because, oh, you know, right. that whole movie is they about... They talk about the tropes. The rules of, of, of horror. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I watched those freshly when they came out and yeah, no, they fucked. <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah. Fucking God. Yeah. So, and, and they make her like her friends kind of these just so kind of, they just want to hook up and they just want to smoke to boys and like, which, you know, they're high schoolers. So yeah. they should be. Absolutely. You know, which I was shocked to find out because I was like, okay, she's clearly playing a high schooler. And she was 19. She was she 19, but she just 
I think you were right. She's seen so much her. The way they dress her is they very, dress her like, very like matronly. Yes, but I think it's just I see Jamie Lee Curtis as older than me, so maybe there's something psychological there. It could be, but if you were to look at the three girls, you would know who's the kind of like slutty cheerleader. You would because she's like you know the blonde with the pigtails and you know the little shorts. They you go would very know. cliche. It's very kind of, but there are stereotypes in horror. There just are. I mean, you know? yeah, and I guess like in a way, some people will probably look forward to that because it's like this classic, like comforting thing. Sure, it's the, the nostalgia of it. Yeah. So they're kind of oblivious to what's going on, and then okay. Michael kills the the Wallace's dog, which is not cool, Michael. Not cool, Michael. You didn't need to do that, but I guess if I'm a killer and there's a barking noise making dog, I'm trying have to sneak to. up on people. I know. Cuz sneaking feels like it's really his thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever filmed a fake, I'm sure it's been done. Like like mockumentary of Michael like trying to show how he sneaks and how it's really hard he's like oh, god. oh my god that's a great idea like he steps on a twig and it breaks oh god son of a bitch <laughs> and he's but just you, like booking but it. you never hear him speak you'll never hear him speak no and that's something that's addressed in the latest one <gasps> yeah. oh I'm so excited to like yeah. see that because yeah it's like heavy breathing mm-hmm. and I'm just like are you out of breath is it the mask well he might have nasal issues yeah, I mean, it's like know. he's someone who is at risk of COVID his face is clearly a little fucked up when you see it just for a split oh, second for a second it was like oh I mean it looks better than Jason's when you take the mask off but it's still not good well yeah which was weird because like he was a cute kid so you're like why uh, maybe just the evilness of his soul has rotted him from the inside out I mean, it's got to be something. <laughs> so, like, the Annie girl's trying to hook up with her boyfriend and is, like, Paul. you know, and he calls to, like, you know, pick me up. She gets stuck in the window in her underwear, of course, because I mean, why wouldn't she? I like, fucking. She's <laughs> like, I'm stuck, Lindsay. Help. <laughs> uh, like, I know. It's cartoonish but hilarious a little bit but um, then yeah so he gets her in the car yeah in the backseat of the car and it's a very it's a very i shouldn't say it's funny but it, a little <laughs> it's kind of campy well a lot of 70s and especially 80s horror is camp for sure absolutely and i'm aware that like had i watched this in a theater when you're young like yeah, yeah. it's such a different experience yeah and because of the way technology has moved forward with the ability for yeah. them to do this gore and like all the stuff they do. I think some, like I don't like CGI at all. I think all these movies with these high budget special effects, it just looks like a cartoon to me. I'm like, you're, that's this why is clearly computer, it's clearly computer shit. And that's like the charm of Halloween is there's none of that shit in it. Yeah. It's just good filmmaking. Fuck. I yeah. mean, so we see Annie die. Right. And we didn't mention that there's a scene where you see Loomis go to the graveyard with the... the, Oh, with the sheriff. That's right. With the the guy who works at the graveyard. Right. And they find out that Judith Meyer's headstone has been stolen. Which is what alerts him to, okay, he's officially out and about. Yeah. This is where Michael's a concern. And he goes to the house of the, the Meyers with the sheriff. Yeah. And I feel like the sheriff's not really taking it seriously. No, he's like, not. no one's going to come here. It'll be like kids. Right. So Loomis is like, cool, well, I'll wait here then. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of like, you don't know what yeah. this guy's he's capable He's trying to of. explain to people, but how would they know that if they hadn't experienced it, you know? Yeah. And it's also like, if you haven't experienced that and you hear someone saying it, it's like, you're like, okay, like maybe sure. you just like, don't get along with yeah, this guy. Yeah. Maybe you're exaggerating a little. How you're like, when, when anyone goes like, oh, they're fucking crazy. Rarely well, do you said think, that about someone at some yeah. point. But the point is when, whenever you hear someone go, oh, they're crazy. You're you not going like to believe they're that. they're kooky. But sure. Like, there's quirky and then there's like, homicidal. Yeah, like severe mental illness, like yeah. psychopathic. You just go, yeah, you know, sometimes I get a little wound up. Sure. I mean, we've all described our exes as crazy at and some And then point. you're like, oh, my, they did what? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we see. Oh, man. The digging up of the grave. Right. So, right. So. And then we see what Linda, the other girl. and Yeah. Bob, Bob, Linda, which, and Bob, which I laughed at, <laughs> and then you made such a good point that you're like, "Yeah, it's the '70s." Like, yeah, it's Bob and Linda. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's how people." Those would be parents. like our parents, yeah. And and it's just Bob weird to think of like all of our parents as like young people smoking cigarettes in a house and fucking, and you're right? Like, Ugh. Right, Bob and Linda, but they were like clearly like after sex smoking, and then Bob in his stupid like glasses that are tinted. <laughs> He goes downstairs to get a beer and Michael just fucking not only stabs him to the wall. He like, yeah, pins him to the wall with a knife. Yeah. Which I was like, okay. He's, you were like, wow, he's uh, he's strong, isn't he? He can lift him. He's very strong. He's I'm very getting all aroused by Michael. I'm like, oh, he's a very strong man. I had to put her in a cold shower. Yeah. And then I thought it was kind of funny. That he, he puts on a full sheet, like a ghost costume, but then puts Bob's glasses over. See, he over. has a sense of humor. I mean, or something. So he goes in with her and she sees and thinks like, ha ha. She's like, ha, see anything you like? And then she flashes him. With, yeah, like. And he doesn't say a damn thing. And she's like, uh-huh, uh. Like, why don't you want to. Like, why don't you like my tits? <laughs> such a fucking like high school girl thing. Like, very like, that. Why are you talking about how great my tits are? <laughs> no. And like, she. He comes up behind her, right? And she, so That's she's right. on the That's phone right. with, with Lori. Oh yeah, fucking being like, Mike, uh-huh. And Michael comes up behind her and wraps the telephone cord. That's right. But like, Lori's just picked up the phone. Lori's like, is it, are you, is this one of your sex noises again? Yes. Cause it like, <laughs> it does sound like at first. It does. It sounds like, did you just call me while you're fucking? Which is like a direct commentary on the girl who fucks is going to die. Yeah. She's literally squealing like she's orgasming, but she's actually dying. That it's like, if you fuck out of wedlock, you're a sinner and you'll be murdered. Very that. Well, that's the entire basis of Friday the 13th, by the way. Oh, it's a bunch of camp counselors who are having sex. God, I love camp. And now it's going to ruin it for me. Sorry. No. Don't yeah. go to one by a lake. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so are nice right now. I know. Are they all by a lake? I want to go to summer camp right me now. Me too. Fuck Let's yeah, he strangles her and it goes from like... Uh, to like, uh, and she's like, is this a prank? This better not be a prank. I know, but he's all like breathing in the background. So it does kind of sound like they're having yeah, sex. Yeah, it sounds like fucking. Like yeah. I would be like, all right, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um, And th there's so much more. We're going to take a quick break because we just got really heated up. We about did. Heaty sex noises. <laughs> and we will be <laughs> right Give us back. like five minutes. We gotta, we're going to take care of things. Take care of business. We are back and we, you know, shit's about to get really fucking heavy. Mm. So heavy. 
I thought I was going to need my squatty potty. So we see the psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis, find the car. And now he's like... He knows Michael's there. Absolutely. So he's now like, okay. He's on full, like, okay. Yeah, because we saw one scene of him hanging out at the house and like prankster kids came up. Mm -hmm. And he like whispered something from the bushes and they got fucking scared. So he was loitering at the house and now he's on the streets like he's out here. Oh, right. It was those kids from the beginning that that knocked the pumpkin out of Tommy Tommy Doyle's Doyle's hands. hands. Well, one of those kids is one of my bankers. Your bankers? My banker at Wells Fargo. I met him at the bank. He helped me open an account. And we started like joking around. He's a super cool dude. Somehow horror got brought up. His name is Mickey... Uh, is it Yablons or Yablons? Did you I don't look know. this up? Did you verify on IMDb? Yeah, I did. That's so- Yeah, I did. His dad was a producer. So anyway, so he, he was Whoa. like, oh, you know, I'm in that movie Halloween. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're what? He was one of the kids that knocked the, the, the pumpkin out yes, of his hands. That's my buddy Mickey. How oh cool my God, that? that's so funny. I know Hollywood royalty, so. I mean, that's anyway. so funny. Okay, so You yes. literally come from Hollywood royalty. Fuck you. That's uh, true, I do. Um, <laughs> um, and, and if you, has anyone seen a little show called Gilligan's Island? Never heard of it. Um, it was only supposed to be a three hour tour. <laughs> God, that's gotta be so old to you. Thank you for faking your laugh. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. So Lori is like, what the fuck is going on with that phone call? Yeah. I'm going to see what's up. Right. She goes and then it's like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, she finds Linda. It's like they all fall out in the same they all, place. Like, like uh, Bob pops out of the closet and then, um, she, and then turns she sees the, the other yeah, ones and there. the headstone's there. And then, yeah, and then Linda's there and it's just like her head all, ah, Oh, know. that's right. The headstone of his uh-huh. sister yeah. is just in a bed, which I still... I'm not sure what the significance of that is. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. I will get there. I didn't want to ask, but I was like, I assume at some point those webs will be weaved a little. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a whole mess of things happening. So many. There's a reason why he wants Lori Strode. Really? Well, obviously he has a hard on for her. You have to find out why. He's obsessed with her. And my only thought through this movie was just that he happened to see her go up to the house. Oh, I see. Because she drops off those keys. Okay. So I just, my theory is, although he's so obsessed with her, it is kind of like, yeah, man, she just was like stopping by the house, relaxed. But I mean, she has a great body. I mean. (laughs) She looks amazing. We've all seen it. True lies. Ah, Um, So good. Jamie Lee Curtis. So she's like flipping her shit, Mm -hmm. you know, ah, Mm -hmm. screaming, goes into the hallway and then fucking there he is doing a classic pop-up as Michael seems to do Mm. and goes like stabs her, but it stabs her in the arm. Yeah. It's like, Oh really? Michael, the one time you miss, Mm, you happen to miss on the girl who hasn't had sex. Okay. Michael, like it gets her arm. And it's like, he had a clear shot, but he still doesn't quite get her. She falls down the stairs. Um, and then just fucking flees. Like. Yeah, it like doesn't work. So she winds up running across the street, and like the the most like the most terrible thing. She's outside screaming, "Somebody help me! Somebody please help me!" She goes up to this one house. The porch light turns on. This woman looks out the window. It was like, mm, "No, I'm good." And then turns off the porch light. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> to me the most fucked up thing about like psychologically that moment. I was like. Oh, cause it's like Halloween. You're alone. Like no one's gonna believe that this is real. Are like, you're just a fucking kid pranking yeah. people. Yeah. Which it's like, from a killer's perspective, brilliant. Like great timing, dude. Yeah. Or just like it's the same as like 
shooting people <laughs> during Fourth of July. Like no one's gonna hear Dang. you. Don't do it. I'm oh, not no. advocating. You're but coming like, up with terribly good ideas. Oh my God, that's very the purge of you, by the way. Which is also a movie I'm sure you haven't seen. I know, but I okay, get the great. concept, and honestly. I am so scared for our society to go to that direction. Mm, I don't know. I mean, the way things are going, it's I don't terrifying. Know. Yeah, see, that's no. Mm-mm. Right? I, and like, yeah, they just flat out ignore her. They don't even go, I'm sorry, is this a prank? Right? But she's just fucked. So she manages to get back to Tommy Doyle's house, which was she supposed to be there to begin with? She, she was babysitting to- she Tommy. She left him to just go check on her friend. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like his parents weren't back. No, 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 no. Which it's like awfully late, parents. I, I get knew. it. It's Halloween, but you had a kid. Get home. They're like the parents from Hocus Pocus. They're just out all night dancing. Dancing. You know? <laughs> they just, that's the side plot. Is that Winifred put a spell on town? them too? Oh, that'd like, be so cool. <laughs> oh my God, if they had made it like that. Oh then, my God, I want to make that, like that movie. They're just, they're just extras in that scene. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <gasps> You would never know because you have no idea what they look like, but like they're just. I was going to say write that down, but we have it recorded. So that's true. <laughs> but also, this takes place in Iowa, Illinois. Oh, Haddonfield. Uh, sh- like outside of Chicago. Haddonfield outside of Chicago. Illinois. I was like, where is. Um, which it really is filmed in LA and Pasadena, but. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't work because they're definitely in Salem. Mm-hmm. I think Damn it would it. work. I think, you know what? Listen, we can still have, find a way for it to work. They have brooms. They can go anywhere. Yeah, maybe they, they go through like a weird transportation closet totally but anyway michael somehow manages to get into the fucking doyle house he's michael myers he can do whatever he wants which it's also like earlier in the movie tommy was tommy doyle little kid is looking out the window because those little those assholes your banker <laughs> made fun of him for like oh the boogeyman be afraid of him and well, the he, kids were right they were yeah, warning they, him he saw michael across the street and he told he told Lori the boogeyman's here and she's like no uh go to bed you me. need to relax so now it's like yeah. you're eating your words in the fucking totally. worst way so totally. she's coming in so hot for the like and this kid who's already afraid of the boogeyman she's like oh my god she's like guess what he's here ah! So she wakes him up. He comes down, lets her in. And then she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Runs for her life. Yeah. Manages to like. So she gets in, locks the door, but she goes to the phone. It's disconnected. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then how quickly that happened. Yeah. Where does she send Tommy? Do they go upstairs? She she says, like, go upstairs and lock the door. I think so. Yeah. She sends him because he's got a little friend there at this point. Lindsay. Lindsay. That's right. Yeah, because, because Annie got rid of Lindsay so that Annie could have sex with Paul. Yeah, because Annie is yeah. a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so he, she's like, go lock the door. And now she's just sort of fucking outrunning within the house. Michael, she goes and hides in a fucking closet. Yeah, I mean, before that, like, remember when she's she's trying to get through the, the glass door and she has to break it like the rake is like. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but eventually he gets her upstairs. Um, he's cornered her, and she decides. So she sends the kids to because she's she already thought she killed him once, but she didn't. So classic. I mistake. know. So um, that's the also the the like stereotype in a horror movie. The killer's never dead. Every time you think he's dead, you have to kill him one more time because he's not. Yes. Um, so the kids are like locked in the bedroom or whatever. She goes upstairs. She opens the French door to make it look like she escaped, but then she hides in the closet. So she figures, so he figures out she's in the closet. He like punches it open. He, he bullies his way in. She grabs a hanger. A coat, coat, coat hanger. hanger. God save 
This movie is making me now reconsider the fact that I have all those fabric lined hangers. I'm like, maybe I should just have <laughs> full on metal hangers. Is it inappropriate to say that coat hangers have helped a lot of women over I the mean, years? I mean, for years, <laughs> for coat years. hangers have done the Lord's work for several the Lord's women. Work. Maybe that was a commentary. I don't know. But anyway, so she stabs him in the eye. She murder He's things like, at all ages. Ow, my eye. Right. And he. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Keep drinking. So um, he drops his he drops knife. His knife. I almost called it a sword. Um, well, a very tiny sword, a cooking sword. Yeah, because he's like, I mean, good aim. She takes one stab and gets him right in that mask. Yep. In that much of a frantic, pretty great aim. But she grabs the knife and stabs him once, once. and then she's like, "Oh, cool, he's dead." Like you, fucking idiot. Yeah, I think it's Lisa. Lisa Curry. She's a comedian friend of mine uh you know lisa yeah so funny she has a joke about how when she first moved to la someone sent her a knife to like carry when she walks at night oh dear and the whole joke is is about the fact that like that's not like like you can't stab someone can't bring a knife to a gunfight well yeah and it's just like god forbid someone attack you you can't like give them a warning stab she's like you how you are now stabbing a person yeah (laughs) yeah because that is an Oh, an activity at right. this point. Unless you know how to hit an artery. Like you're Which, like, <laughs> fucking God bless yeah. you do. Yeah. So it's, like, classic. She walks out just to the doorway of the bedroom. And she's all like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't go any sl- faster than this. She's, like, going at a glacial pace. And that's when she actually sends the kids out. Oh, yeah. They come she's out like, of the locked room. And yeah, she's like, she says, go across the street and call the cops. Tell them to come here. And they run out in the... Uh, psychiatrist Dr. sees Loomis. them screaming and is like, oh, well, here, I found Michael. <laughs> right? He's like, this is it. Because he's now on the hunt. He's got his gun out. Totally. Which is interesting because it starts with like him clearly being like very freaked out about the fact, fact Michael's out. Like he knows what this guy's capable of mm-hmm. and he's scared of him. Mm-hmm. And she's just, it's so tropey. But she's like, against the door frame like like all like exhausted oh god what a trauma i've just been through which rightfully so and then you fucking in the background michael it's the most iconic scene lifts he just like sits us the straight up and then the head turn doesn't make a sound you have no idea this is how unless you see him you have no idea that he's not dead and you're like what yeah the fuck and i was thinking he's gonna get her right there in the door frame but i liked the choice they made of she steps a little, uh, she's just like finally moving, steps a little out of just the doorway. almost misses her. Yeah, yeah, but then fucking gets her around the neck. But he doesn't have the knife though, so that's no, good. No, so it's, it's just strangling. But we've seen him at this point in the movie, we've seen him fucking manhandle someone by the throat. Oh yeah, and throughout the series, you'll see a lot of very creative kills. That's that's the key to a successful movie, a horror movie. You have to have some really mix creative kills. Yeah. At a certain point, it's like, we get it, he stabs people. Yeah. You have to like mix he it up. He comes up with new things, for sure. So, they're kind of in they're this sort of like, she's fighting tussle. him off a little, and then at some point, she rips off his mask very mm-hmm. briefly. And you see his like, messed up face. Yeah, his face is like, it almost, you know what it looks like? It looks like sloth from the Goonies. I was just going to say, he just looks like, hey, you guys. Hey. Yeah, Wait, like, have you seen the Goonies? No. Get the fuck out of my house. I've what do you? I've seen a lot of clips from it. Oh, dear Lord. You, you. But he's oh. got that like, yeah, heavy eyebrow that's almost a unibrow. Um, yeah. It feels like, and like. And like one eye that's bigger than the yeah, other. Yeah, he's very like cartoonishly Neanderthal. You bury that, yeah. I mean, I say that, by the way, if anyone wants to cancel me. 
I have more Neanderthal genes than 85% of everyone else on 23andMe. I have more than Joe Rogan. So fucking kiss my hairy knuckles. Yeah. There you um, have <laughs> they're in this sort of, he kind of has a momentary hesitation. Like, oh no, my mask is off. He's like, oh no, don't look at me. Don't look, don't at, look me. at me. And I, I wonder, and I wonder if this will be revealed. Is that a, I want to hide my face or is that a, uh oh, they know who I am. Like he thought he was. We know who you are, Michael. It's like, we already know. We know. Who you are. You're not fooling anybody. Um, and in that moment, the psychiatrist, Loomis, Loomis has broken yeah. in and he fires off. He hits him right in the head. Yeah. He shoots him in the face. Yeah. And then Michael just stands there like, duh. Like what happened? And then he shoots him like another few times in the chest. And he like, he like goes up there and like bang, bang, bang. Finally shoots him off the balcony. Yeah. Like, and this is a second floor and he like plops down and you see his body just like laying there. Mm-hmm. And there is this sense of like, Thank like, God. Oh, well that's gotta be it. Like that four shots have got to kill. Cause yeah. he had never been shot up to this point. He'd been like poked in the eye and stabbed, but he'd never been shot. Yeah. And you also go, okay, they did the thing where they, you know, oh, he's almost dead. Now he's got to be dead. Yeah. And then, you know, Loomis goes in for him and he's talking to Lori and she's like, was that the boogeyman? And he literally says, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. I, I'm afraid it was. <laughs> and then he like goes and looks back out again. And, he, and Michael's gone. And then cue the music, which whenever that iconic piano score starts playing, you know, Michael's around, you know, something's about to happen. So you see that he's gone. And then I love, I absolutely love the way that they decide to end the film. They end the film with just exterior shots of each montages of like all the things you've seen, which is just, I think, so simple and so awesome it's just it's so um it leaves you like he could be anywhere they're kind of, you can exactly. hear him kind of breathing too which yeah. is like you don't you know he's still out there but you don't know where and you see all these options of he could be here he could be here he could be here he could be here he's tried to kill people in all these locations where is he and so they really leave the door open i'm curious For a sequel. yeah i and i'm curious like i don't know what time this is at halloween on this night like does the sequel start Right away. What you're about to find out. And that is, we're literally going to hang this up and find out. (laughs) This movie is fucking, it's great. I love it. You genuinely like it? I do. I'll say that like, I think for me, and I am not knocking the movie, I think having seen enough things with like more modern face up like gore. This is very simplistic. There's definitely parts. I mean, you saw it. There's definitely parts where I actually jump and I'm like, oh my God. But there's enough that's kind of corny or that's... I, I have the opportunity to calm down a little bit at moments True. where instead of with other movies, I'm like, you'd be hyperventilating. <laughs> but well, with the music too, it's like, sure. okay, now it's going to get crazy. But imagine watching this film on a big screen in a dark room without without knowing that I'm about to do a podcast without like being like, I have to remember the plot. If you were just to purely relax and just let it take you over. Oh yeah. You'd have a different, maybe you'd have a different effect. Yeah. Oh, especially if I was like high school age. Uh, sure. Oh, he'd be shitting my pants. The last time that I actually legitimately got scared and like felt uncomfortable was when I was 18 for my 18th birthday. We went to go see um, a, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with <gasps> Jessica Biel. Oh my God. And so it was just me and and my friend Michelle. And it was literally, we were the only two people in the theater. 
And it was horrifying because I was young. I was 18. Oh, and it was well, it's more horrifying that there was no one else in the theater, too. Yeah. I remember getting home that night and being like, like watching people, like, is, like making sure no one was in my house and stuff, you know. That was a long time ago. Oh, my God. I mean, I just turned 21. So that was like three years ago. Oh, my God. So when they did the, there was definitely like a re-release. I don't know if you guys heard about it. <laughs> they did like a remake of the remake. Anyway. Yeah, right. Right. Um, all right. Well, you guys, that is the end of this episode. If you have not already, hit subscribe and review uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. We'd love a rating. Yay. Make sure you go follow Samantha. She's got just fucking cool shit all over her social media. You can even see some of your favorite horror movie yes. houses right now. At the Samantha Hale. Yes. And we have more Halloween to come. I'm going to hang up this podcast and we're going to immediately watch the sequel. And I will say... We watched the first one because of how our schedules worked out. We did it during the day. This is about now to be a whole different. Down, so you're in trouble now. You in yeah. danger, girl. Oh shit! Would you know what movie that's from? Yes, oh. and I can't think of it, but I do know that movie. Ghost. Yes. <laughs> it I wasn't technically it. a scary movie, but it is called Ghost. I mean, how upsetting that it's not a scary movie. I know, right? A movie called Ghost. Anyway, okay. We Anyway, we'll have more Harry Potter probably mid-November. We've also got our Bachelorette. Just look for the titles. If it's something you're into, great. If it's something you're not, you haven't watched, whatever. Skip it. Be part of it. Whatever. We love you. We'll see you soon. Yay. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>